fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It is that time again already. It's our pre-Friday celebration. It's one of the greatest days of the entire week. You see the light at the end of the tunnel. Let's get you over that finish line here for the final day going into a Friday tomorrow. Welcome into the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you very, very much. Always a pleasure hanging out with us today. Your Millennial General reporting for duty. I have breaking news, and I mean, this is the most important news you'll ever learn. You will ever know the tidbit of information that will change your life because no one has ever thought about this in any way, shape, or form prior to. I'm being serious. I'm being serious. According to the Daily Mail, the latest study, scientific studies in our breaking news of the day shows that if you're trying to lose weight, uh, well, I mean, obviously, if I wanted the beach bot, I should have worked on that probably two, three months ago. But if we're middle of the season through and it's hot outside and you maybe want to show a little skin and you want to try and lose some of that weight, the latest studies, according to the Daily Mail, say that exercising more does not make you lose the weight, but eating less makes you lose the weight. I, I'm telling you, man. Woo. Yeah. Shocking, shocking news there. Eating less makes you skinny, not exercising more. Now, that's really false because you can actually need to do both. You got to get the heart rate up a little bit, but eating less. I would go a little step further and say that maybe we should just eat healthy food. If you're going to eat, maybe not eat processed things out of boxes or cans. Maybe not go and get the the uh, fast food stuff that's probably not the best for you in, in some way, shape, or form. And eat a little bit healthier. Grow the garden in the backyard. But man, I'm telling you, breaking, shattering news for you that eating less makes you skinny. Man, I don't know who thought up that one, but thank you for the wise wisdom of the day. That changed my life. Welcome into the show. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to give you the tips of the day, trying to help you out. Bottom of the hour, we have Kelly Speck on the program. Excited to chat with you. A new guest on the program. She is author of the book Hope in the Heartache, The Journey of Grace and Growth with a Special Needs Child. She'll be joining us. If you remember right after the reversal of the Roe v. Wade conversation in Washington, D.C. from the U.S. Supreme Court, there have, obviously has still been the outcry from the left-wing media, but there's been some some not-so-nice comments from the left-wing media, especially, who has used disabled children and special-needs children as the example of why we need abortion, which really blows my mind because while the, while they're the ones that try to hype themselves up to be the humanitarians to help everybody and everybody needs love and everybody has to be taken care of and you know how dare you look down upon individuals or you can't be racist or you can't be bigoted you can't say certain words that are offensive to individuals then they turn around and like oh well you know we need abortion because of like disabled children and things so we'll talk about that coming up at the bottom of the hour and we'll see where the latest is with that outcry from the other side of the aisle. Plus, we have a lot of other things to get to, as usual, way more than what we have time for on this program. But the breaking news of the day, the hidden secrets that you never knew to stay skinny 
during the summer season. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, to not eat as much. Did you, I mean, <laughs> were you aware of that one? Apparently Donald Trump has a secret as well. I don't know. He was in a rally up in Alaska uh, over the last couple days and made the comment that he has already made his decision on whether he's going to run for president or not. Now, he hasn't announced it yet on what that decision is, but he said the decision has been made. The gauntlet has been laid down, and now we just have to wait to see what the repercussions are. Will he be running or will he not be running? According to headlines on Drudge Report right now, that there have been some behind-the-scenes backdoor donor meetings trying to do some fundraising, so it sounds like he very well could be running. According to pundits on Fox News, they say that Donald Trump will run and that he will be running uncontested in the Republican primaries of the presidential race for 2024. I still disagree with that aspect, but I do think that it sounds like he's gaining that momentum to run all over again. And right now, the divide in the party starting already. No, he shouldn't run. Yes, he should run. What the heck's going on? But the secret is almost to be revealed. A lot of secrets going on right now. Joe Biden has a secret, too. He just can't remember what it is. <laughs> See what we did there? I mean, he's really good at it. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him... Uh, put. <laughs> It just gets better and better. Here's the sad part about that. Can we just go down the road of Joe Biden for just a second, please? Let's go into the Biden basement. So with all the gaffes that the Bidens have been making, and now I say Bidens in the plural form because it's not just Joe Biden that's randomly shaking hands with the air uh, next to him or just not knowing where to go or having random people try to guide him on what he has to do because he's completely clueless and lost. It seems like Jill Biden's trying to do the same thing after she compares Latinos to breakfast tacos or something, which makes no sense. But now... With such low approval ratings that are hurting Democrats in election time, there's a new face that's trying to come out to defend Joe Biden and trying to come back to bring up the morale of the Democrat Party going into midterms again because they're kind of desperate. Now, I'm wondering why he's doing it and why he's doing it specifically at this time unless he's ready to make a change again himself. But using his political capital to defend somebody that's extremely unpopular at this time probably isn't the smartest thing to do. Now, again, I'm not a political, I guess I am a technically a political pundit. I'm not a political expert. We try to be on this program. We try to analyze it the best we can. But I'm no political expert in Washington, D.C. I have not held office, and I do not have a whole lot of political capital and political power. I have maybe a shred of power outside of it <laughs> just by mocking people on the radio, but that's about all the influence that I have with this radio program. But... Barack Obama is making his face known again as he's dropped these little breadcrumbs all throughout the Biden administration. And now it sounds like he needs to take a firmer stance to defend Joe Biden, even with all the gaps that are being made. Here's what I mean. According to FoxNews.com, the latest book, Holding the Line, A Lifetime of Defending Democracy and American Values, according to Congressman Ronnie Jackson from Texas, who's also a doctor and was the doctor of the White House for the longest time, uh, came out with a book that kind of bashed Joe Biden a little bit. Quote, Biden was on TV again, making crazy statements and concerning mental gaffes. He didn't know what state he was in or what office he was campaigning for. As he recalls the 2020 campaign season, that's from Fox News, quote, he apparently thought at one point he was running for the Senate and later couldn't remember what state he was campaigning in. This has been going on for months and was getting worse, end quote. By the way, this is the same guy that 
after the accusation from the media and the Democrats, because Donald Trump's an evil, horrible jerk, that they said he was mentally, cognitively not there, where this guy, as the doctor came out and said that Donald Trump was in excellent mental shape and, quote, had absolutely no cognitive or mental issues whatsoever. But the media didn't buy that one. Now, the same media that said that Donald Trump was aimlessly wandering the White House at 3 a.m. and that was completely nuts and didn't know what he was doing and was tweeting in the middle of the night because he couldn't sleep because he's just nuts and he can't think straight and he doesn't know what he's doing and he's making all these issues. Yeah, those are the ones there that are just avoiding putting on the blinders like the horse walking down the middle of the street. They're the ones that are ignoring the Biden administration right now. You can call it hypocrisy, what it is, which it is hypocrisy, but it's also very sad because we're in a state of danger in this nation where I'm starting to see more and more flags being flown upside down, which for those that don't know is not a disrespect to the nation, but is a sign of distress for the nation. And unfortunately, I'm seeing more people fly them in their yards upside down, which is sad and ironic all at the same time. The book goes on, though, from Congressman Jackson. Trump never made crazy statements like the ones Biden was making almost every single day, but these people were jumping up and down. He's not fit to be president. He needs a cognitive test. Now, after that book has been released here and the comments have been made, the also made a comment uh, to, uh, uh, President Barack Obama came out with, with a comment saying, quote, I have made a point of not commenting on your service in my successor's administration and have always spoken highly of you both in public and in private. You always serve me and my family well, and I have considered you not only a fine doctor and a service member, but also a friend, according to Barack Obama, who wrote this in an email. He goes on to say, that's why I had to express my disappointment at the cheap shot you took at Joe Biden via Twitter. It was unprofessional and beneath the office that you once held. I also, It was also disrespectful to me and the many friends you have in the administration. You are the personal physician to the President of the United States, as well as an admiral in the U.S. Navy. I expect better, and I hope upon reflection that you will respect or expect more of yourself in the future. That according to Barack Obama. Which, okay, you need to stand up against the guy because, you know, he's really making the Democrats look bad. I get it. I get it. He defended Donald Trump, saying no, he wasn't cognitively lost, while he just bashed the current president of the United States. The problem is, though, why would you use your political capital on Joe Biden? Why? I mean, is this somehow going to boost the trust in the Democrat Party to trust the leadership of the party, to trust Joe Biden to lead us in the right direction? Because he hasn't. And people are seeing that, as we've said so many times over the last couple of weeks. I mean, no matter what they say, it doesn't matter. People are now ignoring the messaging from D.C. and messaging from the White House and messaging from the mainstream media and just looking in their pocketbooks, looking online, looking in the grocery stores, looking in the consumer stores. No matter what they say, which, by the way, blows their minds because before they had such an iron grip control over your thoughts and your mindset, they don't have that any longer. All they, all we see now is what the price tag is at the gas pump and what the price tag is on food and what craziness is going on in the world and why people are so angry. Why are people so angry? Why, does it, why do they have to be so angry? Why can't we all just get along? We have officially turned into the hippies. Can we just love each other? Because that's what needs to happen. And the other side, the vile, 
The anger, the hatred continues to boil in them, and it continues to rise and escalate the more that we ignore what they have to say. They cannot tell us that the economy is doing well when obviously it is not. They cannot tell us that COVID is over when COVID is obviously not over because now, and we'll get to it here in just a minute, there's a new variant they're trying to scare us with. They cannot tell us that the election is secure when they come out with a new variant of COVID conveniently right before the primaries and before the general election here in just a couple of months. You can only imagine. Imagine where that conversation, where that story is going to go. You cannot tell us that foreign policy and the strength of the nation globally is better than it's ever been when we lost our, uh, we lost our, uh, really our close connection with Israel. We're losing it. And our uh, embassy that was in Jerusalem is really not in Jerusalem any longer. We are losing our credibility when we start renegotiating an Iranian deal that's about to expire in the first place, but we want to renew it so that way it can expire to allow Iran to do whatever the hell they want to do. We lost our credibility when we pulled out of Afghanistan in a horrible manner for people to die left and right. We lost our credibility globally when we wouldn't do the right thing with Russia and the Ukraine, and we've sent billions upon billions upon billions of dollars in it hasn't solved the issue and russia says they're just getting started and now they're throwing the nice n-word out there all over again with nuclear weapons they haven't done a thing and yet they want to try and build their credibility in barack obama to use his political capital to try and go after and defend joe biden when he's a lost cause and everybody knows it even within the democrat party when they know that that's surprising to me, which tells me one of two things. Either they're in that desperate of a state and they don't know where else to turn, or Barack Obama wants to make his face known again in the political limelight, and he's got ambitions. We just have to wait to see again with another secret on what that actually is. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Oh boy, using the political capital as much as they can trying to get into election season. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting wherever you may be watching, listening to the show. Always a pleasure. Thanks for hanging out with us. Bottom of the hour, we have Kelly Speck. She'll be joining us here in just a few minutes. Before we get into that, though, did you know you need to be very afraid? Be very afraid. If you would have just done what you were told over the last two years and just got shot up with the vaccine and just, you know, stayed isolated and just didn't work or didn't live your life at all. If you just would have done what we told you to do. We didn't listen. We we didn't listen. (laughs) Then we wouldn't be in this situation. But now that we're going into election season again for the fall time and people outside enjoying the summer weather and enjoying the nice warm weather and going and doing family vacations and just being outside and gathering amongst others for barbecues and campouts. Kind of, unless it's just way too expensive. I don't know. It's, I mean, th- thanks to the 9.1% inflation rate, Joe Biden. But nonetheless, you have uh, limited us again with our isolation because now, not because we don't want to be sick, but because we can't afford it. But those that did apparently are still spreading a virus as now CNN says that we need to be wary of the new variant coming out that's going to kill us all. According to CNN.com, that the new COVID-19 variant is a variant from the Omicron variant called BA.5 in the latest version of the shape-shifting COVID-19 that has left millions of people dead with only vaccines helping to blunt the toll. (laughs) Um, Now, before I read any further from that CNN story, I've been laughing a lot on this show and I don't, it's just funny to me how ridiculous the world is today. Sometimes when things get so bad or so stupid or so scary, you have to laugh at it. Because if you take this world too seriously, then you're going to be in a crazy warp downward in this spiral trying to keep sanity. And you just can't do that. So uh, we have to giggle at it sometimes once in a while. But um, NBC News out of New York did come out and say that the COVID-19 boosters, if you're still getting like booster shot number 582 or whatever they're on now, that the booster shots are less than 20% effective within the first couple of months. After the first few months, man... It doesn't do anything for you. Just done. Done. Can't do it. Nonetheless, though, according to CNN, only those with the vaccines are helping blunt the toll of the COVID-19 virus. And now the virus is spreading again, evolving, escaping immunity and driving up and upticking cases and hospitalizations as the newest offshoot of Omicron, along with a closely related variant BA.4, are fueling a global surge in cases up 30 percent over the past fortnight, according to the World Health Organization. The Omicron subvariants are powered, uh, powering a spike in cases of roughly 25%, according to the World Health Organization's Health Emergencies Program and the numbers that they've been reporting. Now, outside of it being summertime and us congregating and having a good time and just, you know, enjoying life, 
I don't know of any other place that still has a whole lot of COVID-19 mandates. However, we are seeing that New York is still trying to put in mandates as now they're pushing indoor mask advisories again. They're trying to social distance again in New York. We'll see how long that actually lasts. But from what I've heard, not a single person really cares nor is going along with these pushes for continued mandates on COVID-19. This new variant, conveniently, ironically, is going into the fall season. Now, if it's just starting now in the middle of July and it's a variant, the variants usually last a couple of months. At least that what what we've seen historically over the last couple of years is these new variants, we'll see them pop up for about a month or two and then they'll start to dissipate. Conveniently, this is going to start spreading now. The big mass will happen probably at the beginning of August or September, going right into October, November. You don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if you really want to go to the voting booth. I guess you just need to do some more mail-in ballots and expand the mail-in voter system across the nation for elections because we really don't want you being exposed and sitting close to each other to go to the voting booth to make your voice heard on election day and sorry i mean you're just gonna have to send in that mail ballot and we all know how that works out if you don't then watch 2000 mules from dinesh d'souza and you can see how well that turns out it's gonna be an interesting election and again i find it convenient is now somehow the variants are getting worse when they've been getting less no worse voice of reason with andy hoosier Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, you are. So looking at, by the way, COVID-19 numbers, according to the Drudge Report, which take these with a grain of salt again, because these are very generic numbers. They do not report these accurately, but this is what they try to put out there for the fear tactics. Don't worry. COVID-19 cases for the seven-day average. This year, we're sitting for a seven-day average at 126,000 cases compared to last year's 29,000. Because of this new surge and this new variant, the sub-variant of BA.5, the scary, super intense one that's going to kill everybody right before the elections. <laughs> then at the same time, we have the deaths at a seven-day average uh, up about 100 from last year, from 274 to 430, so like 120, whatever that is, 150, I guess. But... Okay, so we have 150 average increase death, but yet we have about 100,000 average increase 
uh, in cases. I, I still don't see where the crazy catastrophe is here. And again, when they say that only the vaccinated will survive this one, well, you know what? Um, yeah, those boosters working really well if they're only 20% effective after the first month after taking them. Enough of that one. We'll talk some more about COVID here in just a little bit. Let's get into our latest and what's trending. What's trending today? So obviously one of the major talking points, it's going to be a focal, at least for the other side of the aisle in the election season, is going to be the reversal of Roe v. Wade from the U.S. Supreme Court. And the Democrats have definitely taken an interesting stance on the Roe v. Wade, not just the complete lies about how it bans abortion nationwide, which it does not, about how there's an attack on contraceptives or birth control, which there is not. No one has talked about that. Or Joe Biden says that we're like bringing us back down to the 1930s or 40s or the 1800s with women's rights, which is just not true. And others trying to make the assumption that it's like The Handmaid's Tale, if you've ever seen that show on Hulu, which is just absolutely insane. No, they've taken it to another level. Which, again, for the side that claims to be the caring, lovey-dovey, don't offend anybody, don't hurt anybody's feelings, you know, we love everyone mentality, this to me seems like one of the ultimate attacks on where they really need to be questioning their moral compass on the discussion. I am not anybody to tell you what you need to do with your life or with your uterus. And because I have a family with a lot of special needs kids. I have a brother who's 57 and has the mental and motor skills of a one-year-old. And I know what that means financially, emotionally, physically for a family. And I know not all families can do it. And I have a step-granddaughter who was born with Down syndrome. And you know what? It is very difficult in Florida to get services. It is not as easy as it sounds on paper. And I've got another, another step-grandson who is uh, very autistic, who has autism, and it is incredible. And their mothers and, their, and people who are in that society, who are in that community, will tell you that they've considered suicide because that's how difficult it is to get help, because that's how lonely they feel, because they can't get other jobs, because they have financial issues, because the care that they're able to give their other children suffers. Whoa. Did I just hear that right to talk about some of that and more? She is the author of the latest book, Hope in the Heartache, The Journey of Grace and Growth with a Special Needs Child. Kelly Speck with us here. Kelly, great to have you on. Did I just hear that right? Did Anna Navarro on CNN literally just say that we need to defend abortion because of the challenge that families have with special needs children? Hey, Andy, thank you so much for having me. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think that is what we just heard. And <laughs> it really is not at all surprising. It's sad. And I mean, it's just a slanted worldview, really. And, you know, I can, as a mother of an almost 15-year-old son with um, quadriplegic cerebral palsy, I 100% can attest to the fact that it is hard. No one is saying that it's not hard. Um, I think, based on our experience, you know, our son was a completely healthy, full-term baby until he was born with lung, lungs full of pneumonia. And so he then began a 70-day NICU stay with highs and lows and many times that he was on death's doorstep. And yet he was a fighter. He was he was had a fight to live. And everyone um, was surrounding him and, and trying to get this little boy to live. And then just down the street in D.C., you know, babies, uh, you know, weren't given that, uh, that option. And that, I think, as a society, is something we need to stop and look at. Why are we, you know, pretending to play God, quite honestly, and picking and choosing who's worthy of living and who's not? And so... You know, I'm not at all surprised that Anna said that, and I'd actually love to sit down and talk with her more about it. 
Yeah, it's a very odd stance for them to take. I mean, they're the ones that say that we can't say certain words in society because it's offensive to individuals with disabilities and that it's all about the lovey-dovey, we care about everyone mentality, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I, I found that odd that that's the stance they're taking to say we need we need abortion in society because of the challenges with special needs. I mean, you could make a way better case on that regarding, you know, even though I personally don't disagree, you know, don't agree with them when it comes to, you know, the, the women's rights issue on the issue or, you know, having financial struggles or having drug addicted babies or whatever those problems are. But that's where they went. That's kind of weird to me. Oh, it's preposterous. I mean, and, but it's just this is how they are. They, they cling to the feelings. They cling to the to the the moms, you know, feel suicidal. Well, guess what? Welcome to America. Almost everyone, we are in a mental health crisis. Mm. And I think we are because of the fact that the amount of selfishness and um, it's all about me. You do you, boo. Finding my truth, find, you know, it, it's we are in this self-obsessed culture. And, you know, as Dr. Phil says, how's that working out for us? <laughs> and so, you know, we were given the opportunity to, um, to rise to this challenge. Look, my husband and I were too type A, you know, control freak planners who thought we were ready to start a family and stay for that first house and we had everything planned out and then bam, we were thrown into the world of a a severely disabled child and that journey and that life journey. And so, you know, my whole point is we can do hard things, America, and, and especially those of us who are parents. I think we could all attest to the fact that, yeah, it's not easy, but man, we are better people because of these lives that we are given to um, to help raise. And I know that everyone's resources are different, and, and I'm not at all Pollyanna, and I, and I realize, I mean, I have friends who've had abortions for financial reasons and things like that, and I just think it's time to stop as a society, take a deep breath. Um, these the, It's now a state's rights issue, as it should have been the entire time. Yeah. And, you know, but basically it's all about feelings, and, and it's all about what I call manip- um, emotional manipulation. You know, Anna Navarra and all of her friends on the far left love the emotional manipulation and yet they look to europe to lead and you know be so our progressive you know brothers and sisters and it's like france and germany they have a cut off of what 13 14 15 weeks and here where i live in maryland outside of dc they want to be able to have abortions up until the ninth month of pregnancy so so we've just lost all honestly um common sense at this point yeah amen to that we do we need to stop we need to take a deep breath and just kind of recalibrate the conversations because it's been such a hyperbolic conversation with just taking things overboard that make no sense or don't even have anything to do with the conversation but like you said they're really good at that emotional argument talk about your book and talk about your story here and like you said with two type a's type a personalities wanting to conquer the world then having this child with these disabilities i mean what kind of challenges does that face and give some optimism to families that have to go through some of this Sure. No, I'd be delighted to. You know, our book is um, its just called Hope in the Heartache, and we are very open and honest about our almost 15-year journey as uh, parents of a child with disabilities, and then two typical kids who are now 9 and 11. So we have tweens and teens happening in this house right now, and so, you know, terrified of the teenage years for many reasons. But for us, um, you know, every challenge imaginable, and we're very open in the book because we want this to be an encouragement to other families who are dealing with hard things, and we talk about the mental health struggles, the depression, the anxiety, prescription drug abuse. I mean, we're very open to what families are facing right now. Um, COVID, how that affected us. You know, caregivers are already living in an isolated world and then bam, throw a global pandemic on top of that where there's literally no help and no, no respite. And I mean, it's, it's been grueling, but yet through it all, we are people of faith. Our faith has been a huge, huge foundation 
in our lives before Bennett's birth. And then um, it was it was something that we clung to and, and, and just needed the strength of someone above who was able to give that to us as well as the community. And um, just we just we talk about the good. There are a lot of good people in this world. And we sometimes we forget that because of all the horrible um, headlines like our friend Anna at The View. And so anyway, we just really wanted to share a message of hope and joy because there can still be joy even amidst the crazy sure. and even amidst the hard, you know, they can go hand in hand. And so, you know, Bennett um, has, uh, he's quadriplegic in a wheelchair. He can't eat by mouth. He has a feeding tube. He can't walk, talk, sit or stand independently, but yet he's such a joy and he's such a gift and not just to us, but our family, our community. I mean, I'll have friends saying, I'm having such a bad day. Can I come sit next to Bennett? I just feel better when I'm around him. Because he's, he hasn't been tainted by this world. He's just the purest soul, and, and he truly is a gift. I don't just say that to, to sound cliche. Um, and I think anyone who's around him um, would say the same thing, as well as so many of our Down syndrome friends and autistic kids. I mean, you know, there's just – it's one thing to talk like Anna, you know, and, and the doom gloom and how hard it is. But guess what? Yeah, life is hard. There's cancer. There's divorce. There's I mean, there's, there's a lot of hard things in life. But, yeah, we don't just throw people to the wayside because we have the power over them. and because so many of these kids don't have a voice, um, we just use this opportunity to share our story and give Bennett a voice and tell the world about his life. Amen to that. It almost seems like on that side that while they're trying to bring up the fear and the negative emotions into people of fear and anxiety and the anger and the hatred and that sort of thing, that they've lost the human connection and the human emotion of just, like you said, just that comfort and love from a soul of a human being. And I don't know that they're necessarily understanding that. You know, I think they're just glossing over. I mean, I think, look, as a society, we are the people most vulnerable in terms of children, infants needing formula. I mean, if they don't have a voice and they don't have a political action committee, they're on the back burner. I mean, it's so obvious right now what's going on in our political world, where the priorities lay, really in our country. And, um, you know, it, it, it makes my blood boil, to be honest, because little did I know, I knew that my friends with babies were having a hard time finding formula. And all of a sudden, I went to order my son's formula that feeds him via his G-tube. And they said, oh, you know, the warehouse is empty. I said, what do you mean? He goes, are you aware of this? And so then all of a sudden, it wasn't just babies. It's anyone reliant on tube feeding is all of a sudden in crisis. And said, like, where's our government? Why is this not a bigger priority? Why are people not moving heaven and earth to feed the most vulnerable in our society? That's and so, so the left, okay, I mean, the left gotta, doesn't value anyone. Yeah, we got to take <laughs> a hard break. Can you stick over one more segment with us? Yes. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah, it's Kelly Speck, author of Hope in the Heartache. Hang on there. When we come back, I want to continue this conversation. I want to talk about the evolution of the healthcare industry as well over the last few years and that transition into Obamacare and how that's kind of affected stuff as well. Talk about all that and more coming up here. Wrapping up the show for a pre-Friday celebration. Stay here. With Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community.
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Multiple radio stations all over the country. TV, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching, listening. We always love and appreciate you very much. Also, check us out on the website at HoosierReason.com. That's H-O-O-S-E-R Reason.com. We have the live stream going on there. Our podcast uplink there as well, plus all our information of the program. We are, we're halfway through the month, but you do have time to sign up for our newsletter that's coming out at the end of the month like we do every single month. Kelly Speck on the line with us here. She is the author of Hope in the Heartache, Journey of Grace and Growth with a Special Needs Child. You can find them online at hopeintheheartache.com and see all the information. Kelly, as we kind of went into the break there, I wanted to ask your thoughts with your need, your necessity that you guys have on the healthcare system to properly take care of of the family and especially your children with the special needs. I mean, the evolution, or I guess we could call the de-evolution of the healthcare industry from the acceptance of Obamacare back a few years ago. We're talking about universal healthcare now, the expansion of the Medicare program, the states trying to expand their Medicaid programs. I mean, talk about the healthcare industry and has it gotten better or worse from your guys' point of view? That's a great question. You know, to be honest, Obamacare um, actually hurt us and many families that I know of kids with disabilities, because, um, you know, we waited for seven years. Um, actually we're on a wait list for seven years after 10 years. And then it was 10 years old. We finally were able to get some in-home nursing up until then. Um, there was none and Obamacare created the, the longer wait list. And, and, and just to be honest, you know, he increased the, the, we had so many medical, um, out of pocket costs. And yeah. Obamacare actually increased that, you know, um, that amount that you could deduct on your taxes. So, so you know, I know that's not a popular thing to say, probably, especially even in the disability community, but Obamacare did nothing but hurt us. You know, I do believe that there is a strong need um, for families to have support, you know, and so I am a proponent of um, the state-run Medicaid programs. Unfortunately, what's, what's devastating about it is the fraud and abuse of the, those systems. Um, especially when I apply for disability for my son, Bennett, who is quadriplegic, cannot do a thing for himself. We were constantly um, rejected as I sit in a room full of able-bodied people who are all filing for disability and getting it, you know? And so, so there are, there, there is, the, the system is so broken on so many ways, as is almost every, every bureaucratic system in our um, country at this point. And so, you know, it really is a state by state thing. Some states are much stronger than others. Um, 
And really, that's a shame. You know, it, it, it shouldn't, for families who need the support, whether for a, a spouse, grandparent, and or a child, you know, it should be available. And so there needs to be a whole revamp of the system, actually. Um, but, you know, I, I think um, what my, my experience has been, you know, the NICU doesn't discrim- discriminate. The hospital doesn't discriminate. Um, really, uh, medical equipment across for all kids doesn't discriminate. I mean, it, it, it's some kids, I would say, with much less means than our family, you know, have just as wonderful equipment, if not better than Bennett. And I'm happy about that. That's the way it should be. You, you know, what you get as a, as a child with disabilities should not depend upon your income. And I will say that for the most part, I have found that um, these kids are being provided for well. I think what is, is lagging now and more and more is respite in terms of um, we didn't even know what that term meant, but once you have a child with disabilities or like especially autism or something that is 24-7 and very intense, these families need help and rest. And so um, government bureaucratic programs for that are not helpful. What What is helpful are a lot of not, non-for-profits and churches are coming alongside and saying, hey, here's a huge need. We want to help these families. And so we have experienced that here in the D.C. area. A place is called Jill's House, and they actually are growing and um, popping up all across the country now. They offer overnight respite for families of kids with disabilities. And so it's those it's those not-for-profit, usually Christian-based organizations that, to me, have a real opportunity um, just to reach out and help these families who are desperate. You know, marriages, the divorce rate is so high, you know. I mean, there's just there's such a strain on these families. And um, yeah. so anyone who can able and come alongside is just, you know, just heroes in our eyes. You just triggered every Democrat that could potentially be listening to this program and every left winger because you're absolutely right. That is not an unpopular stance like you just took, saying that the government's involvement in healthcare has made things worse overall. That's a very popular segment, and that's why the universal healthcare push that they're pushing right now is not a popular one nationwide. And shocker, private entities, nonprofit organizations, religious organizations, non-governmental organizations are actually the ones helping out more so than the government. And that's what it's all about. And more people need to hear that type of message. It's Kelly Speck. Hope in the Heartache is the book, The Journey of Grace and Growth with a Special Needs Child. Kelly, I love your story. You guys are so strong and so amazing. I appreciate everything that you do. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'd love to get you back on again soon. Oh, Andy, I would love that. You're the best. Thank you so much. Have a great night. You as well. Appreciate that very much. All right, podcast up in a little bit here. We're back at it tomorrow to wrap up the week. Tomorrow, two guests. Got a double whammy, so stay tuned in for that one. We'll have some fun. Until then, be your own voice of reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.